Welcome to the Upness Podcast, where wellness meets happiness and we share everything you want or need to know about CBD. Expert advice, real talk with CBD users, and answers to your most burning questions. Ready to feel better than ever? Let's start the conversation. I'm Kirsten Tyrell. I'm your host, and I have a phenomenal guest for you today. We have an actual pop singer, rock star, superstar, M. M is joining us. She is an incredibly talented performer. She's a singer-songwriter. She has over 20 million collective streams on her music. She's performed at the Staples Center. She's been featured in huge publications like USA Today, Elle Magazine, and many more. And she's a huge advocate for women, mental health awareness, and body positivity. You guys are going to love her. So without further ado, I want to jump into today's episode with the lovely M. Today, I am joined by a really, really amazing person. You guys are going to love her. Her story is so inspiring. And I am inspired by her story. I think she's an amazing human being, and I can't wait for you guys to hear from her. So I'm just going to let her tell a little bit of her backstory so we can, well, not really a little of her story, her whole story today on the episode. Welcome to the podcast, Em. I'm super happy to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, I think you have a story that's going to inspire and just kind of create awareness for a lot of people. I think a lot of people probably will resonate with some of the things that you've been through struggling with mental health. And I think this is such a rampant thing that's going on right now with a ton of people, right? And we need to hear how some people conquer those things so that we can get those tools out there for more people to use them. So I think it's valuable. And I know it's kind of intense to share things that are really near and dear to your heart as mental health. But I'm really excited that you decided to open that up and share what you've been through. Yep, I'm going to I'm going to do my best. It's a little bit scary, but I I think I can handle it. I'm ready. You are totally ready. And it's, you know, just perspective for everybody listening. It's it never becomes easier, right? Like it becomes a little easier to go through day to day, but it doesn't become easier to share that because it kind of we have to go back in time a little bit and revisit some pain and revisit some transitional times and so I think, you know, but it's still really helpful to be people who might be in the very beginning of their journey and trying to get more healthy mentally and physically to hear what your process looked like. So why don't we kind of start not at the very beginning, not on the day of your birth, but really just a little background on some of the things you experienced growing up that brought you to kind of an awareness that you had some struggles and what kind of contributed to that, to you having mental health issues? Sure. Um, I mean, there's such a stigma around mental health. So it's always like a little nerve wracking to talk about. And I think that stigma is like a huge problem. I think it's why so many people are so afraid to ask for help and so afraid to speak up because so often people that don't struggle with mental health will just be like, oh, you're just sad. Like Mm -hmm. have some ice cream, (laughs) like watch a movie, you'll be fine. And it's like, no, it's, it's not sadness. It's, it's much different. So I think for me, my goal today is just to oh tell a little bit of my story um and in hopes that anyone that is in a position where they feel like they can't open up about their story um or can't like ask for help I just want them to know that like it's okay to to talk about this stuff and it's totally normal and if you had a broken leg anyone would be happy to help you but since it's invisible it's a little more misunderstood so yeah. Um, I just wanted to say that before we started. No, that's really good. That's a really good like awareness bringer because you're you're right. It's a it's a taboo thing to talk about, but the more we talk about it, the less taboo it becomes. 
Exactly. And it's so important to have an intention because I think sometimes if you talk about your story and like for me, my story is tumultuous and it's kind of heavy and for some people it could be triggering. And I think it's important to not focus so much on the darkness, but focus on like why we talk about these things, which is to empower other people. So I, I wanted to say that first. I thought that was important to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you were asking me a little bit about my background. So um, I'm an artist. I'm a singer. I was raised by musicians and that's what I do. I'm, I'm a pop artist. So I spend my days in the recording studio and on set making videos and things like that. Um, and I run my business and it's really fulfilling for me. Um, I've been able to find a lot of success considering my, like what I've had to overcome. Like for me, I'm, I'm so proud of myself for everything that I've overcome. Yeah. I guess from the top, I I had kind of a tumultuous childhood. I had a lot of rough things happen in my family. Um, a lot of really hard moments. And then, um, as a teenager, I started to see that manifesting as depression and anxiety, and I didn't really have names for it because that's not something people can name. I just wrote a lot of songs and spent a lot of time being an introvert and being uh, what they, they would have called me emo um, <laughs> at the time. So that was like a, a big thing. Um, but I started uh, throwing up and I started cutting and dealing with like a lot of um, self-abuse because I I had a sexual abuse situation when I was a child and I think I really blame myself and I internalized so much shame and guilt um, for that and I I didn't have language for it I didn't have therapy I didn't have someone that could step in and sort of rescue me and say like hey you're okay like this isn't your fault and um, I think that that manifested in a lot of pain for me and um, I to just handled things by taking out my pain on myself, if that makes sense, because mm-hmm. I'm I'm sort of a gentle person, so the idea of taking it out on someone else never occurred to me. It was more like I was very deeply angry with myself and for what happened. And um, another way that that manifested, I think, is through sickness in my body. So I got celiac disease. My body, I guess, it de- you can develop celiac disease from trauma, um, and a lot of times people can actually develop it from sexual trauma as a child. So, I did end up developing that. And um, when I didn't, did you make that connection? Just to kind of jump in there, because like a year ago, I just okay. figured that out. Yeah, so just recent. Yeah, yeah, I was like shocked when I found out, like because so that is very, it's mysterious. They're like, we don't really know why, but we know like if people have trauma, like it can, it like turns a switch in your body and then you can't process food, like a lot of different types of food and um, things like that. So for me, it was like when I made the connection, I saw like a, a study like a year ago that said, that they found out that a lot of gastrointestinal diseases and um, like Crohn's and celiac and stuff like that, they can actually be rooted in that abuse. Uh, I guess it's just your body's way of handling it when you can't really speak it out. So I think that's also why I was such a intense songwriter growing up. Like I just wrote songs every single day and that's why I'm a performer because I just had a lot to express, but didn't necessarily have the language to understand it. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, I grew up in a really highly evangelical culture that really stigmatized women's sexuality in all forms. And I had the body of like a young Marilyn Monroe at like 12. (laughs) And it made my life really hard because it would be like people didn't understand. Like they would be like, you're such a distraction. Like I try to sing on stage at church and they'd be like, you can't sing on stage because your body's too distracting. And like a lot of experiences like that. Yeah, it's crazy. So I had all this body shame and I felt like, well, maybe I could just like lose enough weight and then I'll be skinny. And then I won't like have to 
I, I had a weird dichotomy of like hating my body and also like loving my curves because I was like, oh, I'm becoming a woman. Like I got attention for it that was positive from mm-hmm. the boys at school, but I got all this negative attention from like a lot of girls at school. And um, I, I spent middle school thinking about my body constantly. And I just had all this body shame. So I was like, I don't, I, and when I look back on that, I'm like horrified. I'm like, I should have been thinking about my studies. I should have been thinking about my dreams. And like, instead I was throwing up in the bathroom, you know, because I just felt like I wasn't enough. Um, so that was like a whole phase for me. So let me ask you with the celiac, you said that kind of manifested itself about your teenage years as well. Yeah. I found out of- when I was 16 that I had okay. celiac. Yeah. So you were throwing up kind of bulimia, eating disorder type stuff earlier, like middle school, junior high age. And then as you got older, it was that probably exacerbated the problem that the trauma had caused. You're, you were just a complete, you know, mess inside because. Yeah, I was. And I had no language for it at all. Yeah. Yeah. You were literally physically expressing it yourself and then it physically manifested without your control into this. Exactly. Wow. That's our bodies are amazing, aren't they? I don't think people, I think that's an awareness that needs to be created more is our body really does have a blueprint and it's impacted a lot by the events that happen to us and our emotions and so many different things. And if we don't bring attention to that, then we can't possibly combat that. And so I'm sure that's part of kind of the next phase of your story, but I'll just let you jump back into it. It sounds like even up until now, you went through a lot of intense stuff that even one of those things, even dealing with one form of abuse would be enough for somebody to just stop functioning. But it sounds like from a really young age, you fought and the best way you knew how to fight was maybe a little bit of like self-loathing, but then you kind of started to overcome that and fight back in a different way through expressing yourself musically. Yes, absolutely. It was sort of a combo of both, to be honest. And there's a lot of music that glorifies self-loathing. And I think I I found a way to mesh them in a very unhealthy way. So I'm happy I got over that. Um, But yeah, anything you repress will find a way to be expressed. Like if you don't express something that you're going through with your mouth, your body will manifest it in a different way. That's, I mean, that's my belief for myself. Like I do think that's a huge part of my celiac disease was like me not being able to express freely how I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I guess after middle school, I I survived middle school. I started working a lot more in the music industry. And since I already was like prone to abusive people and patterns, I just attracted the worst of the worst in the music industry immediately. Mm -hmm. I moved to New York when I was only a teenager. I graduated school early and moved there and just started attracting like horrible people like from the top. There were some great people and then some that were just awful. And so I attracted a lot of people with like substance abuse issues and um, narcissistic tendencies. Um, And just like that would take a lot of advantage of me as like a young woman with no protection really in um, the music industry Mm because, man, it's it's like a jungle. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I was just like prey, just like I was Bambi basically. So, (laughs) yeah, I was I was a very easy target. so I, I continued to like go through a lot. I was like sexually assaulted in a studio, like just had all kinds of awful stuff happen in my come up. And finally I got to the point where I was like, I have to do something about this. I, I got so depressed. I was living in LA 
I still live in LA, but I, I was in LA and I got to the point where I was just like, all I could think, I had horrible suicidal ideation. It was like, all I could think about was just like, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to be here. I just want to go home. Like, I, I can't do this. This is too hard. At that point, I was like totally cut off from my family. They couldn't handle like how, um, I dressed. They didn't like how I dressed because I'm very, uh, as a, as an artist, I will like wear some scandalous clothes and like, they couldn't handle that. They couldn't handle like, um, yeah, that was too hard for them, I think, because their culture is a lot different than that. Um, yeah, so I was just, I was cut off from them. I was like working three jobs. I had like gotten really far in my career and then had some major setbacks. Like I lost my phone. I lost my car. My boyfriend moved away. Like all this horrible stuff happened to me. And I started working at a spa and I was making uh, and cleaning houses. Like I was cleaning frat houses. And I went literally one day from singing at the stable center to the next morning cleaning a frat house. And I was just like, this is so weird. And I don't know if you've ever been in a frat house, but oh my God, you never want to clean a frat house toilet. Like, (laughs) oh my gosh, I cannot even express to you how gross it was. I don't Um, even, yeah, I think we can all use our imaginations with that one. That's that's a huge, that's a huge, the stable center to a frat bathroom, definitely pull opposites yeah in 24 hours is crazy yeah um so my life was just really really weird and I just couldn't like I was done I was like I'm finished I can't work at this retail store anymore like I can't work at the spa like I gotta be done and um I finally I talked to one woman about it she just randomly called me was like do you want to get dinner and I was like I guess so so I I went and I got dinner with her and she's like you gotta get help she's like she squeezed it out of me she must have been able to sense that I was really struggling because I didn't talk to anybody about it Mm -hmm. and um my plan was like I'm just gonna put out this one project with my songs and then I'm just gonna be done that that was my plan um and so she um she was like, you got to get help. You got to go get medicated. And I was like, when you're super depressed, like it's so hard to do anything. It's so hard to set up therapy. It's so hard to get medication. Like it's just such a process and it feels like way too hard. Um, I mean, getting out of bed feels hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's everything so much harder. So she set up the appointment for me. All I had to do was drive there and show up. And I spoke to the, um, the therapist and he was so nice and just really kind and soft and um I I just like I wasn't used to that so I was like okay this is weird I spoke to the therapist and he put me on Lexapro and um Lexapro is just a it's like a anti what's that called uh depression antidepressant (laughs) that's what the word is yeah it's an antidepressant and um it helped me quite a bit. Like I was able to sort of get back to functioning, but I still felt really quite numb from the antidepressant, but it took me out of that really, really dark place. And then I was like, okay, like I made some steps forward. I think I can try like integrating something else healthy into my routine. So I started like going to the gym because I was working at a, a, a spa that was also in a gym. So I was like, I would go to the gym and then go to work at the spa. Um, and yeah. And and then I was like, well, maybe I could start taking like supplements for my, for my celiac disease. Maybe that will like help heal my stomach. And then I started taking all these probiotics and kind of like uh, stomach supplements and that, that changed my mental health like majorly. So where did this, where did that come in? Was it from being in that environment with the spa, the gym, like more of a health centered focus? Because that's a huge leap for somebody to say, okay, I'm finally on an antidepressant and I'm trying to get better how do we take the leap into like, I want to try something more natural? Was there a reason where you're not liking the antidepressant? Was it environment-based? Sure. So I, I just was like, 
not, I didn't like the idea of being medicated. I was like, I don't want to, like, I, it made me, I think I still had some like judgments about medication and I've let go of those completely now. But, um, I think I just was like, I just don't want to have to take a pill. Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't like the side effects. I didn't like feeling numb. It would like keep me up all night and it just kept causing problems. So I was like, I need to find a way to get off of this and like actually have a full life and not, be in this dark space. Like I have to heal myself. I have to heal myself from everything that's happened. I I have to, like, I completely changed my mindset. Like I started diving really deep into like reading all these books about positive mindsets and like learning about wealth and learning about how to build a healthy life. And when I say wealth, I don't mean just money. I mean like wealth, wealth and um, love and wealth in your family life and wealth in like your health mentally. And there's all kinds of prosperity. Yeah. I think that's a really, yes. That's something I talk about a lot on, you know, my other podcast and just my a message I feel really passionate about is prosperity is not just how much money you have in the bank account. It's your overall well-being. So you kind of had that, your eyes open to this, like, wait, there's more and I can have more. And it's not like more money, although that's nice. It's more peace, more presence, more fulfillment from everything that I do. So that's cool that you yes. kind of opened your mind up to that because that's a huge, you know, like I said, it's a huge leap and so many people won't jump they won't take that leap. They'll stay stuck in the, in the problem. I felt like it was either that, or I just succumbed to my depression. Mm -hmm. So it was like, either I'm going to give up or I'm going to become a great woman. And I was like, I'm not going to give up because there's too many good things. There's so much to be thankful for. And, uh, I had an incredible partner and I was like, I I can't like give up on this. This is a beautiful thing. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I just, I started doing loads of affirmations every day. And like, um, so anyways, I, I was able to really turn my mental game, my mental, uh, my mental health around. And I ended up where I am now, which is a few years later, I am doing amazing. Like, I, I can't believe how well I'm doing. I'm so thankful. And like, I feel so grateful that I'm, I'm here and I'm in one piece and I still struggle with anxiety. I don't really struggle with depression anymore. Like I might have a couple days here and there, but that's it. Um, but yeah, I feel like I really beat that, that demon. And now I'm just struggling with my day-to-day anxiety. Um, and I do take stuff for my anxiety. Like I've been taking upness, which has been incredibly helpful for me. Um, I take it in the morning, Um, I also like, I use, I'm driving everyone crazy because I will (laughs) always be handing them CBD for everything. Um, but yeah, I've got everyone using it now. So that has been a game changer for me now in my day-to-day life, but that's, that's where I am. I mean, that's, I left a lot of stuff out, but that's the, that's some of the big stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge journey. And you know, you're not very old. That's the thing. Like, I mean, how old are you right now? You're still in your twenties. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's amazing to have that much history and that much of a story at such a young age. And I'm sure that plays into your musicality and all of the amazing stuff that you're creating when it comes to sharing your story. But I want to kind of go back to, we just glazed right over the CBD thing. And this is obviously, you know, it's the, it's an upness podcast and we want to talk about that. And I love, I really want to bring awareness and attribute so much of your growth because it was really self-led. It wasn't like, oh, I just decided to take a pill and then all my problems went away. And it wasn't about, oh, I found CBD and everything is better now. 
you're, you have to combine finding what works for you physically with what you need to continue to work on mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. And so you had dealt with this very, very severe anxiety and you had all of this was really eating away at your body and the way that you were functioning and transitioning now to where you don't need an antidepressant and you're functioning really well. How did you kind of identify, was there a moment where you're like, Oh, wait, wait, this thing isn't just feeling stressed out. It's anxiety. Tell me about like identifying the anxiety. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I didn't even realize that it was anxiety. And I was like, oh, this has been a thing my entire life. And I just was able to name it. Wow. And that's, that's what's crazy. Like I only named it a couple years ago because I was like, they would always say depression, anxiety, depression, anxiety. And I didn't really understand what anxiety was. So I would be like, well, I'm just super hyperactive and I get a lot done. And that's just my thing. I'm just really productive when I'm doing well. Um, and then I realized like, oh, no, that's not me being really productive, that's actually like hyper anxiety, like just manifesting as hyperactivity. Mm-hmm. And then like my, my mom would always say growing up, like, oh, she's just a spacey kid. She's really spacey. And everyone that knows me knows like you could say something to me and I, I will just be like, okay. And then have no memory of it. Like I, there, I have a lot of missing memories from my childhood and stuff like that. And, um, (laughs) it's, that's not just me being spacey. That's, that's trauma manifesting as intense anxiety to the point where I disassociate, which I didn't even understand until like this year. I was like, oh, that's, that's not spaciness. That's disassociation and memory loss. So yeah, like there, it meant it manifests in so many ways. I mean, for me, it's like pain in my chest sometimes it's oh sorry I hit my mic um for me it's like pain in my chest sometimes it's heart palpitations it's um to over talking that's like a huge thing I do when I get nervous I just talk and talk and talk um wow. I mean it's so many ways that anxiety manifests getting really dizzy that's a new a new one is like if I'm in a moment where I'm extremely stressed the room will just spin and I'm like okay that that's my anxiety and now I can identify it but it took me a while man to learn how to do that yeah Okay. So now you're using CBD, you're using drops and and whatever else you can probably get your hands on because that's a really natural, isn't it amazing that the earth has already provided all the things we need to be healthy. And we, we just, it's so funny how we look at some of those things. Sometimes we're like, Oh, that's, it's too simple. It's too easy. It can't possibly be like that. I know that was my experience first using CBD. Like you're telling me this can help me sleep and also help me overcome my stress and anxiety. And it can help me have focus. What's the catch? Like how can one one thing carry that much power. So what, what was it like for you? What's it like for you now using CBD compared to maybe like the antidepressant or even before CBD, what was the anxiety like with other solutions that you had versus, you know, what is it like now when you do CBD? Do you still feel the anxiety? Is it different? The biggest thing I noticed is that I don't feel anything. I just don't feel anxiety. Like I don't take my up drops and then feel like, oh, I'm like really relaxed. It's mm-hmm. not like that. It's like I take them and then 20 minutes later, I'm like, oh, I'm not anxious now. Like I don't feel that tension in my chest. Like I'm breathing slower and deeper and like I'm getting all my stuff done, but without the added emotional strain of anxiety. So it's more about what it takes away than what it adds, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so that's been incredible. Like, oh my gosh, like I, I, I'm so mad at myself for not being more open to it earlier. Like I remember a year ago I was in the studio and my co-producer was like, Hey, I have these, um, tinctures. Like, do you want to take them? There's no THC. And I was like, no, I will never take that. That has, that's like marijuana. Like I'm not taking that. (laughs) I was like, I was just, I mean, I, I wasn't that dramatic about it, but in my head, I was like, I'm not taking that. Well, you have this history of substance abusers in your family and in your life. And so of course you're going to be, and I think a lot of people are like that. They immediately associiate it. Oh, it's hemp. It's cannabis. It's, it's drugs. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And I'm going to become addicted and it's bad for me. Yeah. So you right. have that same association. Right. Yeah. So I'm, uh, he, <laughs> I texted him the other day and I was like, I sent him a picture of all my CBD and I was like, I am a hypocrite and I'm sorry. <laughs> In the best kind of way though. You're like, this is one time I'm really happy that I was wrong and then glad that I'm a hypocrite. Right. Yes, exactly. And I'm, I'm so grateful to my friend that recommended that I try it. I was just like, okay, I guess I'll give this a shot and like, see if it's any good. Cause I like, I trust the people that make it. Um, I know that they're like really responsible and that they're like aware of, they know their farmers and it's like broad spectrum and they do all this third party testing. And I was like, okay, this isn't like some crap you pick up at a gas station. Like this mm-hmm. is a group of people that really cares and knows what they're doing. Um, and I researched and I learned like all about like the differences of hemp and, um, CBD and CBG and all the, the science that goes into understanding CBD. And that really opened my mind quite a bit. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So with celiac, has the, has the CBD impacted that at all? Because I, and is that something where if you heal I'm, I'm genuinely curious when you heal the trauma, is there potential for that to ever go away? Or is that something you're probably going to combat forever? Or maybe miracles will happen. And in the meantime, how are you dealing with the CBD kind of helping at all? I always leave space for miracles. So Mm -hmm. yes, I totally believe it can go away. I mean, doctors say it's incurable, but then there's other people that say they've cured it through holistic means. So I'm totally open to that. In the meantime, yes, the, I like say that I eat something with wheat, barley, rye, or oat, which is the stuff that really screws me up. Um, say I accidentally get glutened at a restaurant the next morning, I'm going to sleep like 13 hours, wake up in a panic and be like, why did I just sleep so long? And why does it feel like I only slept two hours? And yeah. And then I'm going to run to the bathroom and get incredibly sick. And then, uh, basically what happens is like, you can't absorb nutrients. So your intestines get totally inflamed and then they just can't absorb anything. So you're just running off of like no gasoline basically. Um, so all, then all my joints get incredibly inflamed. Like walking up the steps is like, Oh my gosh, it hurts. Um, my anxiety gets way worse. Like my mental health goes berserk when I get gluten. So, um, taking the up drops for me and using the body cell, like on my joints and on like my kidneys will hurt, like the most random stuff in my body will hurt. And I'm like, okay, that's new. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it handles all the symptoms that really drive me nuts, like the inflammation, I recover much faster. So usually this could go on depending on how much gluten I have for anywhere from like three days to two weeks. Wow. So imagine being like shut down from your life for two weeks. It's like, it's, it's hard. Like I, I, I know people have things that are so much worse. So like, I try not to make it too bad, but there, it's definitely hard. And, um, Yeah. I think just the recovery time is so much shorter when I take the CBD. It helps me recover much faster. Because it resets, right? It really brings your body back to that, 
the equilibrium, the homeostasis that it needs. So I'm sure it's just leveling you out a lot quicker because it's assisting the natural functions of your body trying to get regular again. So that's right. Amazing. It's so, it's crazy how it's just, it's so packed with so much power, just a few drops of something that we have had access to forever. I know, but it was just so vilified. It was like, yeah, yeah nobody, everyone like looked down on it, I feel like. So I was like, okay, I can't believe that this has been kept from us. I know. So I know. That's how I feel too. And you know, it's, it's, we're kind of pioneers in that way of sharing and being brave enough to share stories of CBD, because I think it's going to help so many people to uncover such a natural way um, to overcome some of these things that we just don't have to deal with, you know, anxiety, not being able to sleep, things that our bodies should, air quotes, should be able to do. And mm. now we have this really simple, natural solution. And I think we're, we're a culture that's so used to things being complicated and hard and requiring so much more effort. And it's kind of nice to let go of something like this because we do deserve to feel really good. And we deserve to feel good doing something that's natural and as simple as like a dropper under your tongue once a day or twice a day. Right. So- I, I'm, I'm thrilled that CBD has helped you physically and emotionally and mentally. It's really, really powerful. But again, just to, you know, remind everyone, they probably don't need reminding, but that journey, you know, there's, there's no such thing as like a, a putting a bandaid on a bullet hole. The work that you've done for CBD to really work for you has been you being in tune with your body, you being in tune with your mind and understanding what's not working and what's broken and what needs to be fixed. And, and it sounds like you've gone and you've done the work and CBD is just kind of like the frosting. It's like the icing on the cake that you right. baked and you made so, you know, multi layers of this amazing thing. And now you've just been able to top it off with something that helps continue you on your journey, which I'm, you know, is never ending. Right. It, it's just another tool in my tool belt, like therapy and meditation and prayer and like all the things that I do every day, just like help me not go berserk. It's absolutely an essential tool for me, especially in high stress moments. Like I'll take it during panic attacks. I'll take it. I mean, just last night, like I couldn't sleep and I took it and um, I was like super sore. We were shooting, we were on set all day and I used a bunch of it on my back and like, yeah, it's just every day. Like I just find uses for it. So it's been, it's been so helpful. Like I wish, I wish I had done this so long ago. That's what drives me nuts. I'm just like, dang it. I wish I had been more open-minded to it because I was just like too uptight to try it. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh yeah. Cause it, it helped me so much. And I, I think there is like a stigma with it. I wish there wasn't, but there still is. Well, we're overcoming it through stories like yours and Yours is a multi-layered story and there's so many amazing things that you've overcome. So I just want to commend you here on the podcast. And I'm sure everybody listening is like, wait, what, how, how has one person gone through all those things? And I'm so happy to see you. I love hearing you say like, you're proud of yourself and you're in a good place and you can't believe how far you've come. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what I would say to you too. And I'm sure anybody listening, it's so, I love hearing a good success story and your story is far from over, but to mm -hmm. have come this far in such a short time. Yes. I can't wait to see what you continue to create and, uh, and to listen to your music. So where can everybody find you if they want to follow along on your journey and learn more about you? Um, my name's M-E-M-M, -M, and you can find me on any of your streaming platforms. Um, and you can also find me on Instagram, M in real life. So E-M-M in real life. And that's my handle on Twitter and Facebook as well. Um, so you guys can come hang with me there and say hi. I'm usually pretty good about replying to DMs and stuff because I love hearing your guys' stories. So total, you could totally reach out to me there. 
Awesome. Well, I can't wait to support all of your stuff. I can't wait to listen to more of your music. And I think anybody who listens now is going to have a unique perspective to know the backstory and what has really driven that content and driven that amazing um, creation of that music. So thank you again for bravely sharing your story. I know it's not an easy thing to talk about trauma and all of the things you've experienced, but I guarantee that hearing that and understanding the, the simple steps we can take to not simple, the big steps, the very important steps that can lead to maybe some of these simpler solutions like CBD that it's possible for anybody. So thank you yes. again. It's my pleasure. And just one last thing that I want to say is that like, if for anyone listening that might be struggling, I think the biggest shift for me was realizing like that I'm worthy of being happy. I'm worthy of having a good life. Like I'm, I'm worthy of those things. Like I don't have to stay where I am and live this crappy life just because I had some crappy hands dealt to me Mm -hmm. at certain points. So I I just want to remind you that you're worthy of being happy and like whatever steps you have to take to do that, you got this. (laughs) That's all I want to say. I love that. That was beautiful last parting words. And we will leave you guys with that. Thanks so much, Em. You're amazing. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Share it with a friend who you think needs a little bit of, you know, a pick me up and head to upness.com to check out all the amazing products that we have to offer to help you feel better and live your best life. We'll see you over there on upness.com. Have a beautiful day.